Welcome everyone to Heroes of Gaming, the podcast channel that talks with the people who make the games we love. This week, our hero has been forged in the grit and gore of 80s action films, and the depths of the darker side of the nostalgia. Many paths laid before him with his incredible skill set as a writer, graphics creator, concept developer, music composer, and art director. Tommy Gustafsson. One man pushed too far in a world without a hard-boiled arcade shooter, a cyberpunk retro platformer, handcrafted with an authentic old-school pixel approach. So what did he do? Did he become a robot renegade cop? No. Instead, he co-created Easy Trigger Games to produce Hunt Down. Tommy, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Wow, thank you. <laughs> that was the most badass presentation I ever heard. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you so much. That's very, that's very, very kind. So, Tommy, we would love to first say that this game, Hunt Down, is uh, it's the answer to all of our prayers. You know, it's what we've been constantly wanting to see, wanting to experience, and we've been getting it from all these other kind of mediums. Um, take us, take us to the beginning. Take us to that to that first that first moment. Are, are you sitting there in Sweden watching RoboCop or Cobra, and you're just like, you know what? I need to make this game. Uh, more or less, yes. Uh, I mean, in in Sweden, we we are uh, uh, very influenced by American culture when it comes to Hollywood movies and games. We grew up with this with this stuff. We we have it in our blood <laughs> in 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 some sort of uh, weird way. Uh, I mean. We played all these computers, uh, Nintendo, uh, Sega Mega Drive. I believe it's called it's called Genesis. Yes, that's uh, right. Sega Genesis, absolutely. And um, my favorite was uh, the Amiga Five Hundred uh, computer, a Commodore computer. Very nice. Very, yeah. very so nice. Uh, that that was like way back when you can you could do you could do music on them uh, with like four channel tracker programs i think all these all these uh, things forged huntdown we started with with huntdown in 2000, uh, 2016 and uh, my friend uh, uh, andreas is uh, my coworker a programmer um, we both had a, an office like a, a startup hub i was working with the branding and uh, logos and stuff for companies doing my thing he was making uh, another game uh, back at the time uh, i had uh, my old uh, amiga 500 in the office <laughs> oh wow and he was like whoa what were we playing was it desert strike or street fighter 2 i believe and then we started thinking about uh, we should we should do a we should do a, something like this we should do a, a retro game a retro inspired game it's uh, a lot of concepts and, and stuff we, we, we've done around making a, a game like that well i mean did it start with street fighter is that is that kind of how it started you guys are just playing video games together working together saying man we gotta we gotta do our own thing what was that journey like uh, andreas made a um he had a prototype for a game called uh, oh he, he didn't have a name for it but it was like a, a swat team game uh platformer Oh, cool! Really nice. Uh, we were talking about making a, um, um, a platformer, a retro game. So um, I started the concept and looking at the games that I loved back then, and 
uh, of course, all the fighting games, but uh, some some games uh, specifically, uh, we, uh, we really liked uh, Flashback. But it's it's like the proportions of Flashback. Uh, mm -hmm. Lots of platformers have uh, all, all cartoony stuff, and uh, you, uh, we want to do do something more realistic uh, when it comes to physics and how the characters move. So uh, I started to concept some stuff based on that. Another game, uh, not so uh, familiar to, to most people, but it's called Alcatraz on Amiga 500. It had these take cover in the background mechanics back then, way, way back then. Wow. And, uh, we really liked that. And uh, we also saw that in... Uh, Blackthorn has that too. Blackthorn, exactly, yeah. yes. Yes. So yeah. uh, it's uh, so Hantan is basically... Uh, combinations of of uh, all the good stuff all the all the good uh, mechanics that that makes uh, uh, an interesting gameplay so uh, it became more tactical than we originally intended how much video game creation experience did you have before you guys started easy trigger do you have some experience working for other game companies uh no this is my first game so uh, uh <laughs> I had some animations done uh, at the uh, Amiga 500 in the 90s, but that was like just playing around with the uh, you could do with like uh, onion skinning and uh, and and the frames for uh, yeah and very limited stuff. And uh, and what about Andreas? Did he uh, did he have experience working on games before? Yeah, yeah, he's been uh, doing games uh, uh, since like forever. <laughs> what a terrific partnership, though! What a terrific partnership! That's that's. Yeah, a great yeah. Uh, uh, Andreas is a, is a great programmer. We're kind of different, uh, him and me, and we, I believe, we we complement each other uh, good. So you guys created the company Easy Trigger, and I, uh, now on your front page of the website, there's a giant repeating GIF of a cowboy throwing his head back, guzzling uh, whiskey, shooting a six shooter into the air, underlined with what we can assume to be the uh, the mantra of your company. We were like discussing it. Uh, it uh, sh should really put that there. I mean, uh, uh, I'm really sure about this. And uh, yeah. So your your tag under the picture is imperfect people dot 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 welcome. Yeah. But explain how that represents you and your company. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we like uh, we kind of uh, both like people and do not like people and. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I don't know. We are the we are the imperfect ones. Thought it what like, was was like a a, a welcoming uh, uh, thing to say. Imperfect people welcome. It's really wonderful because uh, it's also a cowboy, you know, and that's kind of that that American Wild West. Like, let's just go for it. Let's do our own thing. And uh, I love it. I love it. It's a wonderful oh, a wonderful intro to the website yeah. too. We couldn't believe it when. Open your website. We're like, who are they? we? Have to talk. To we got to talk to these guys. They're amazing, you know. And, you and, know. Uh, we're kind of hillbillies too. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's terrific. Uh, how do I pronounce the name of your town? It's uh, uh, Trollhättan. Wow. <laughs> okay. So tr troll Mountain uh, translated to uh, English. So okay. yeah, that's fantastic. Now is that. I, you were joking when you said you guys are hillbillies, or in that city, are you guys kind of country? Um, I, I'm from the outside of the country, uh, from a, a, a little, little, little town. So, uh, was, yeah. 
Was that kind of your escape video games? There wasn't much to do as you were growing up? I mean, growing up in Sweden in the 80s was not that fancy, you know? Uh, not much to do. So we, we like digested all these action movies and uh, role-playing games and like Dungeons and Dragons and, and video games and all that stuff. So, yeah. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, what, what would you say would be one of your favorite films in that, uh, in that time frame? Well, when you first saw it, you were just blown away. First time blown away. Um, that would be the 19th Terminator 2, I think. That, that was like, that was, uh, um, I had to rewatch it like three times just to melt it down. But uh, I mean, that's a lot of, lot of, lot of goodies back in the 80s. Oh, man. Uh, the Predator, uh, Cobra, Stallone. Um, yeah. Anything with Stallone or Schwarzenegger, it's really just, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just prime cut meat. It's terrific. It's absolutely terrific. Now let's dive into Hunt Down itself. Because um, the game is just standalone amazing, and it, it's just absolutely Con incredible. Congratulations. Incredible. Thank you very much. Let's, let's start with the art direction and the style and the look of the game. Because we're talking about movies like Cobra and, and you know, Predator and those things, but... There are so many wonderful references in this game. I mean, we found the the secret of Gizmo is in there. Uh, Bruce Leroy, the Last Dragon. You know, oh, I can't. I, I that's that movie. I, I think I I lost count how many times I saw that movie. It's absolutely amazing. When we first played it, uh, just a who's who of of oh that's from that movie, that's from this movie, this is from that, that's from that. But it had its own twist. You were able to really design what what we remember and what we love, but but create it new. It's really a, a, an accomplishment. Thank you. I mean, you got Snake Plissken in there. You got you got references for Big Trouble, Little China, Judge Dredd. I mean, I've got things for Running Man, The Warriors, Escape from Absalom, Rambo, Lawnmower Man, even stuff like Back to the Future. We're going through all these references. We're seeing all this stuff, but then I we started to see a couple things that were like. A little foggy to us, uh, so maybe you could clear some things up. All right, all right. So uh, the metal jaw from John Sawyer. What is that? Uh, what is that reference to? Okay, the first thing uh, about the main characters, uh, the bounty hunters. I, I really, I really like anti-heroes, like Snake Plissken or, or these type types. You know, yeah. Uh, it's it's something about them, and uh, with. With John Sawyer and his and his uh, uh, jaw, uh, it it really began with I looked at the hero in in Death Race 2000, the old movie. Right, the, right, right. Where Stallone is the bad guy. The hero is called Frankenstein, and he he, he really looks like a silly guy with a, a, a like a black leather tight outfit. I was thinking about uh, what what if. What if uh, uh, the character Jaws in, in James Bond mm -hmm. uh, had that outfit? And I started to, to sketch on that idea. And then, then the jaw became bigger and bigger. And <laughs> I was thinking, I, I, I need something really 80s, over-the-top, silly thing here going on. So why not make him a cyborg? He lost his jaw somewhere in some... Street battle. Uh, cybernetics don't come cheap, so maybe this was a budget thing. So uh, that, that's the uh, that's that's kind of where 
where it landed. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Job. That that's amazing. We've been uh, we've been debating if it was from James Bond yes. or not. And uh, and we also noticed that in the actual uh, drawings, the actual close-ups of John Sawyer's face, uh, you can see that there's some sort of depression in this forehead. Now, is this circle almost? Yeah, a circle. Is this a reference? Is this a specific reference to scanners? It, it is a reference, but it's not for, uh, from scanners. But but uh, but uh, uh, it, it sure sure means something. Uh, though I can't really reveal anything about it yet. Oh oh <laughs> wow oh how juicy! That's fantastic. Oh okay, that's very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and then Hans, I know you had uh, one too. Uh, Anaconda has it too. So uh, interesting. Oh, I didn't. Um, I didn't notice that on Anaconda. <laughs> uh, that's terrific. Um, oh, okay. All right. Well, that's that's very exciting. That's very exciting. Come up with those theories again. I just okay. yeah. I just got goosebumps. That's that's very exciting. Um, the checkpoints are amazing. Tony surgery and repairs the ambulance that flies into the level. What's that inspired from? And what is he drinking? Um, what what is drinking? Uh, uh, I I really can't say that because then we have to uh, like redo all the uh, <laughs> ratings and stuff. So uh, I think right. it's so. Gotcha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we did a lot of gameplay testing and stuff, and uh, from the beginning we didn't have these checkpoints at all. Yes. We have been working really close with our uh, publisher. Uh, coffee stain. Mm -hmm. They have been giving us uh, a really good advice and feedback and playing and replaying and and so it's been it's been uh, uh, like a, a dialogue or, or discussion about things. They suggest to to make make something special with it with a checkpoint. So uh, when you die, uh, you you kind of get rewarded with a little pun or something, <laughs> something little extra to to redo the. Like, uh, like your effort to uh, uh, get some uh, uh, reward for, sure. for. Yeah, I can't imagine having to go through those. Yeah. We, we, oh. we played through the whole thing. On, yeah. On, uh, on badass. Yeah. Badass. Yes. And I can't imagine that with it out, without checkpoints. Jeez. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, the, the checkpoints were very helpful, but when you play it on badass, it's like you're in for it. Uh, have, you, have you beat it on that <laughs> difficulty? No, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we, uh, Cervantes, um, Cervantes is a uh, psychopath. He's uh, he's absolutely, and I mean that in a positive way. He built those uh, the 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 difficulty level, especially uh, Shogun at the end. Holy cow! That is a tough. That is a many, tough boss. Many. That is a tough boss. We did 201 <laughs> deaths to, to oh, beat him. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's uh, that's it's really it's nasty. This is what you're doing to people. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's so, it's so great. It's so great. So, you know, special shout out to Savante for, for helping with that. Each section of the city has its own flavor. Could you kind of go through a little bit of that for us and just kind of describe where those influences come from and the differences between them? We really wanted the gangs to be almost more colorful than the, than the uh, protagonists. From the beginning, we, we uh, initially wanted more levels. 
like uh, seven, eight, nine levels on each area. Uh, though when we started to, to make all the bosses and uh, uh, we, we, we evolved them, made made them had like two stages and uh, you know it, it, it didn't make sense to make so much uh, levels so um, now I'm talking about gameplay again I'm coming back <laughs> but, but uh, um, we're, we're such a small team so it's like, it's like two graphic designers me and Marcus uh, and uh, two programmers so it's been a lot of work so we had to just limit our teams, um, some way we wanted to to have like different areas in the city, but still some slightly difference in the levels. For ex for example, the the underground zone, uh, which is area two, where the misconducts having their their big gathering. We wanted uh, like uh, underground subway level and uh, explore explored what we could do with the underground uh, environment. Uh, we we looked at it. Uh, like a, a path. First, you're, you're in the suburbs. It's like really, really dark and and, and gritty. You go down in the to uh, to the underground, and it gets get, getting really, really dark. And then eventually, you beat the the, the boss, and, and you come out come out in day, daylight to world three. So it's like a feeling of uh, progression. Yeah, that's that. That makes perfect sense. And each gang has its own style uh, with it. Now, are, uh, if you could just get into a little bit of that process as the lead designer, are you uh, are you passing things? Uh, is Marcus passing things to you? Are you passing things to Marcus? Uh, how does that how does that workflow operate? Because it's only the two of you making all of this. We had some help uh, with outsourcing uh, in the end. The last months, uh, with uh, some graphic designers, they made some foreground elements, and I, I just have to mention uh, them as well. They, they did a great job. Um, but me and Marcus, uh, Marcus is really independent in in his in his ways, in his profession, and how he he, he works. He is really good to 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 like uh, read a style. I can just describe something for him, and and uh, he just makes it come true. Wow. He, uh, Marcus has, has made uh, almost every background and every level you see in the game, and uh, a lot of enemies and bosses as well. The nothing is wasted. Uh, the hoodlum dolls, the misconducts, heat seekers. You know, as we go on, number one suspects. As we go on through these gangs, uh, uh, where did you where did you pull those styles from and try to stay true to that? Uh, I mean the styles uh, I originated when when like uh, concepting all the all the uh, gangs it was um, of course from uh, uh, the warriors the presentation uh, the the silly uh, outfits and uh, what makes a gang you know it's actually a lot of 70s influences in Hamtown that we made more 80s I do a lot of music the gang all they all kind of started with music, the mm. music style, the, the, the style for some some beats or songs I started to make. So um, the music came before the it inspired yeah. you to create the gang. Yes. yes. Uh, then then I mean I have all these influences. I'm, I'm I, I like I grew up with uh, rock and roll and and uh, Twisted Sister and Motorhead, uh, Black Sabbath, 
his, you know, I think uh, the Hoodlum Dolls is a, like a mix of Twisted Sister and Myrtle Crew, you know. <laughs> totally, yeah. All these out, these silly outfits and and uh, like uh, uh, um, lipsticks, uh, maybe something with the New York Dolls as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's just, I mean, it's incredible. And uh, what would you say your favorite boss is? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Unholy Goalie. <laughs> or Troy Norman. Uh, yeah. Those are good ones. Those are very good. Unholy Goalie is is definitely up there for sure. I had Especially. a great great uh, uh, time uh, working back and forth with it with our actor Mike, uh, who is incredible. Um, so he he is so devoted, and his voice can do almost anything. Uh, adds to the. In- intense uh, experience fighting unholy yeah. and and does he do more than one voice or is that just the is does he just do unholy goalie yeah mike does uh, unholy goalie uh, ring of road rage uh, he also does uh, uh, the overseer and bad boy bob <laughs> that's amazing the graphics for hunt down are just incredible and it feels like 16-bit format in that arcade style is where it belongs what ended up making you decide that 16-bit was the right choice as opposed to going lower with 8-bit or maybe going higher? It, it began with like more like an 8-bit eight, eight, uh, uh, style, uh, NES style. But um, we evolved it to like 16-bit style uh, later on. So uh, uh, from the beginning, the, the game was kind of primitive and really chunky its uh, uh, appearance we really like arcade games and um, we wanted hunt and to 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 be that arcade game uh, so uh, i think it's, it just went down natural to to uh, work with pixel uh, pixel art in 16 bit style we saw references in the graphics from games like uh, uh, contra alien wars robocop uh, Blackthorn, Carmageddon. Carmageddon. Carmageddon was one, that's right. And uh, Mortal Kombat with the violence. Uh, could you speak to some of the graphics as far as the violence, like how far you wanted to push it, how gory you wanted it to get? Um, originally, uh, we didn't have any gore. Uh, but when we added, we, we, we did discuss it back and forth. We, we tried to make some, some uh, uh, juicy gore. Uh, and uh, some of the testers and, and uh, some guys at uh, uh, Coffee Stain, they, they went like, oh, this is so fun. So uh, you, you guys just have to max it out. And uh, we did. it makes sense uh, as well. I mean, uh, we wanted to make this, this hard-boiled action experience. And uh, looking at all these movies, like... Uh, First Blood or, or Commando or, I mean... They, they, Commando's classic. When he throws that buzzsaw at that guy and it cuts his head off, it's uh, hilarious. <laughs> it's just hilarious. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much, it's over the top, and that's what makes it funny, I guess. Yeah, and, and it makes it memorable and fun, and you ma- it makes you want to watch it over and over again. So, I, so yeah, I think that was a smart move. Coffee Stain uh, really knows what they're, uh, what they're doing over there. Yeah, definitely. If you could just maybe elaborate on a, a challenge or something that uh, that got in the way, was 
Was there ever a hardware, software? Was there ever an issue from the uh, the NES, the 8-bit style, upgrading to the uh, 16? Uh, what were the challenges involved there? Could you maybe share with us a story? We, we've been always been working like day and night, so it's it's been <laughs> it's been a, a challenge all along. I can say. Right. Uh, mm. uh, every enemy has like uh, thirty to forty frames, uh, and it's a lot of enemies, um, wow. and a lot of puns as well. Uh, I think we have like. Uh, over 2,000 uh, voice comments in the game, just in game. Uh, so it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of work for a little team. The biggest challenge when making a game like this is to know where to uh, to limit yourself, because you can always draw better. You can draw more uh, thorough and better, and and uh, more frame add more frames to to an enemy. So uh, we, we really wanted to set up a, a limit for ourselves and and uh, stick to it that has been really challenging mm. the sound design is just phenomenal it's really just phenomenal the the music i i mean the music is amazing you know it's iconic, iconic right yes it's it's uh, i mean uh, when you do music you you, you do uh, a lot of more than you can and hear in in the end product or or, or the end uh, album or less than half of the stuff I've made is in the game. But the natural process to to like cut stuff that don't fit or or wasn't good enough. And, um, yeah, but it's been a lot of iterations. Uh, we had four or five years to to make the stuff. So uh, when you when you make your a beat or, or a melody or a song, you get really snowed in to that melody or, or the details in the song. Stop listening for it for a week or so and come back listening to it. It sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we do the, some stuff or, or change some stuff here and there. And uh, if you iter iterate this over, over, over some years, it's easier to make something uh, that finally is uh, sounds sounds good. Would, would you say that you're perhaps a musician first? Not really. Not really. Okay. I, I've, I've been doing music uh, uh, since the Amiga time, uh, times in, in the 90s. But but um, I've been drawing since I was like three years old. So I, I would say wow. like drawing and, and art. Uh, it's it's what's what comes first. So and, and when I when I listen to the soundtrack. Which, by the way, I don't know. Can you buy it anywhere? The soundtrack itself? I just have to say, uh, stay tuned for. Oh, for, <laughs> for oh very cool, very cool. I know there's a lot of people out there uh, asking for it because it is. Uh, you've created quite a masterpiece of a soundtrack. Ah, thank you. Bounty collected song. If you could lend us a story about how that song was developed first. I wanted to to uh, make something that reminded of Street Fighter. There's a special feel to uh, the Street Fighter intro. Uh, you know, uh, two guys are like uh, punching each other, and there's uh, this skyscraper in the in the background, and yeah, it's, it's something to that song that I really wanted in in that uh, song as well. Uh, but more or less, it was like uh, thinking of. A winner or a champion 
like yeah, you're rewarded for for an effort you deserved. Turn the game on. You feel like you're sitting in front of an arcade cabinet. The title comes up. It's riddled with oozy bullets, yeah. and this the first five or so notes are down now. Is that the the soul of the game when you came up with that? I was inspired by Final Fight or Double Dragon mm. on the uh, arcade or Amiga Five Hundred. I don't remember which ones, but that's where the idea come from. Came from mm. with our views and uh, uh, the theme. But the theme was more like that was actually another thing I worked on. Uh, more like Conan, like uh, fanfare with the, with the brass. I think it's. Yeah, it 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 has become Hunt Down's identity. I think. Yeah, it's just awesome. And 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 Olaf and Christopher, they're doing they're doing their thing in the uh, in the sound effects place. But you're you're overseeing it all. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've been doing some um, some of these effects as well. Uh, Christopher and Olaf, uh, who was uh, they were uh, with us uh, from the beginning. And they did a lot of these effects. So all these uh, uh, ricochets and uh, uh, debris bouncing and concrete and metal and stuff, it's their doing. And uh, they're really a, a base or ground for the groundwork for the rest. So, yeah. That's fantastic. And and uh, uh, you can notice, you know, each individual bounty hunter has their own unique weapon. And uh, their unique weapon sounds different, and it sounds, you know, iconic to that character. Uh, were those some of the sound designs that you, or the the sounds that you created? Uh, um, we actually um, uh, bought some some sounds. Uh, we we have we have really bought a lot of sounds. So uh, we uh, we look for good, really really good sounds. That sounds convincing, and then we add to them ourselves. Like, uh, I mean, for for instance, uh, Sawyer's handgun um, or hand cannon, we added some some sub to that, like like bass to make it feel uh, really uh, bigger than it than the original sound was. So we do that with all our sounds. We actually uh, didn't. Um, work with any foley sounds. Uh, do you know what foley sounds is? Yeah, yeah, the like the background noises and things like that. Yeah, uh, and like crashes and footsteps and like uh, yeah. you know those things. Yeah. They're dry. Uh, no, no effects on them. So they have no uh, uh, echo or uh, uh, reverb or anything like that. So they, they're completely dry. We have some uh, areas in the in the game where. Uh, the reverb and the echo and the sound of the city is sounds different. Like, uh, for instance, when you're in uh, an, an alley, it it the sound bounces uh, differently from when you get out from a room. You can hear this when while like shooting with moments uh, pistol and and running at the same time. You can hear the the sound is sound is changing uh, depending where you are. So uh, I think this is this is really we think it's it's. Of great importance for the for the experience, uh, and the idea came from Heat, uh, the movie, um, where they uh, with the bank robbery when they they're uh, out on the street shooting with their assault rifles. You can really hear the sound bounces uh, throughout the buildings, 
and uh, it's it's a terrifying uh, sound. That's uh, what we wanted in Hampton as well. That's fantastic. A more cinematic experience, a more uh, engaging, lifelike experience. You know, you, you mentioned that a couple times. Trying to make it more lifelike, as opposed to the other platformers that are more animated and and cartoony. It's like even in the sound, it's just fantastic. It's more immersive, I, I believe. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think um, uh, I think it would be great to to just uh, just so for our listeners and everybody else. Okay, so let's just take something for example. Let's just say the the uh, the sound design that you're talking about of the reverb and the how many hours would you say you put into <laughs> the sound? Oh, uh, I I don't I don't have any answer to that. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> a troubled looking man. Uh, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I can't I can't even uh, imagine how how many hours it is. Wow, it's that it's well, it's that large is what you're saying. It's that enormous. Yeah, yeah it is. Wow, an incredible effort that was made to ensure that the uh, experience was that good. If there was one thing that you wish you had known before you started this whole process, uh, listen to your publisher. <laughs> 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 that's good especially uh coffee coffee stands publisher as the publisher they've given you a lot of wonderful advice right oh yeah yeah they have been awesome all the way they're like uh, uh really good guys uh and and uh, yeah it's been great and we are fortunate to um to have them uh they, they would not have been a hunt on like good as this one uh, uh, if, if it wasn't for, for Copper Stain. I, I am absolutely convinced about that. Wow. So, yeah. And the, uh, the rattlesnake for easy trigger, that's the, uh, that's the symbol. Uh, and why is the uh, rattlesnake a symbol instead of a, instead of a gun or a cowboy? I don't really remember where it be, took off, but uh, I've been, I like animals, and uh, I have had some snakes. Uh, I had a California uh ching snake and uh wow. some other lump uh species so yeah i really like snakes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 they're tough they're tough uh, animals this is your first game uh it's such an incredible accomplishment uh, but there's a lot of people out there also trying to do their first game also developing things on their own do you have any advice that you would give them for someone you know, starting off and and trying to kick off their own thing. Uh, great times to make games because you have all these um, free software, all the tutorials you need. I mean, you don't even need a school to, to teach you that. If you really, really want to make a game, everybody can do it. Everybody can try and everybody can uh, uh, get, get good at it, I believe. It's mostly about uh, time. Uh, for us, in uh, Huntown, uh, I think it's been like five or six years now. Uh, from the uh, original idea, uh, let's make a, a, a small game for iPhone, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, 
uh, it's really been a trip from being funded to 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 make a console game to uh, make a real arcade machine and i mean it's, it's been a lot of stuff oh that's incredible that's an incredible journey and and we'd like to just uh talk a little bit about that arcade uh system and on your website you you're selling it right like you or you can order it when it comes in when it's built uh, could you just clarify that for us uh, I can clarify that that uh, something is going on. <laughs> ah. I can't re re reveal any dates or uh, anything like that uh, yet. Okay. Uh, okay. Something exciting is coming to Steam. That's all. So. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. Well, we are all uh, we are all super super excited about that. Uh, right now we we um, we just today um, re revealed that uh, Hantan is coming to uh, phones and tablets on iOS and Android. So that's the uh, the big thing right now here. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, Steam is coming up. Uh, we're also uh, launching Hantan on Switch in Japan, uh, which is uh, uh, coming up. Yeah, so. that's gonna be a big. That's gonna be a big deal. I, I think that'll be incredible, and I just hope uh, that more and more people are are recognizing the all the efforts that you all have made. Um, you especially, Tommy, really just uh, tackling so many job titles at once is just. I, I mean, it's just mind blowing. Um, so, uh, in that scanners way. Thank you, thank you so much uh, for your time and for uh, and for chatting with us. We really, we yeah, really just you. appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks. Awesome, awesome. Hey, we're going to be following you. We're going to be cheering you on, and we'd love to at some point uh, uh, schedule another uh, conversation down the line if and when something happens. Where we don't know yet, but something happens with Easy Trigger, they may release one thing or another. So we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Yeah, yeah for sure. Excellent. Nice to meet you guys. Really, a, a, a real pleasure. Thank you Thank so you. much, Tommy. Thank you. All right, we'll talk later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.